No, don't do it. <laughs> gentlemen it's thursday yep right yeah yes maybe yeah it's thursday i miss i when we used to do the show it um you know over at gaming grounds we, we had that intro from the heart of broadway in historic downtown cape Girardeau, and it made it sound it made the show sound so epic and we can't do that anymore because we all record on discord yep so now what do you do we could there are things that I... do the show again live. Oh, Co- the ether. COVID's over. We beat it. Well. It's done. Well. It's done. Well. They say there's no longer a we, pandemic. We're done with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's, the, uh, we as a society are done with COVID, but COVID is very much still just like, I'm still killing people. Like, yeah, but all they're all bad. At this point, this is Podzilla After Dark. My name is Shannon Young, completely sober. Ethan, if you're listening, with me tonight, of course, I have the actual co owner of Podzilla 1985 and the creator of the uh, Penta Nerd podcast, Cody, Jesse Kimball. A, nobody knows what that, that, that show is. B, that's what I said. That Im- that implies that there's a fake co-owner of Podzilla 1985. What happened? <laughs> Every time we do the Tuesday show, Cody always introduces me as the co-creator and co-owner of Podzilla 1985. I'm like, no, Cody, I am the creator of Podzilla 1985. Jesse Kimball did not co-create this with me. Jesse Kimball created Pentanerd. We combined. There's a difference. That's true. Get it through your yeah. skull, man. I love you to death, but I want to hit you. Lindsay Wolfgong's here with us. Hey, I'm sorting cards. And Shelby Chan. Hello, I have wine. You have a yeah, line? Yeah. How many lines do you have in tonight's show? <laughs> <laughs> she has a, a wine. Couple. A couple. Only, only these two. Now I can't talk anymore. Shelby, I have a Mike's Harder Cranberry, because I didn't know it came in cranberry. And I love cranberry, so. How is it? It's grandastic. <laughs> it's really good. I... I I'm actually enjoying. I bought a I bought a 12 pack of like different Mike's Hard lemonades, um, or Mike's Hard or whatever. So there's two lemonade, two cranberry, two black cherry, which is my other favorite. Uh, <coughs> oh, he muted his mic. Yeah, that- he muted his mic. That's what he did. But Shelby's cracking yeah. up about it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's that time of year. Run rampant. I've been trying to not cough. And this then- man. Bought a humidifier that sounds like it's slurping up the last of a of like a slushy or a some kind of drink, and it's on my side of the bed, so I get to hear all throughout the night, and then his snoring. Sinus time is bad time. Look, uh, look, I get it, man. At this point, I'm pretty sure everybody snores. I'm almost positive everybody snores. Everybody I've. Uh, now, you know, admittedly, I haven't slept with a lot of people in the same bed in a while. Uh, <laughs> only here and there once or twice, but they've definitely snored. So, yeah. Yeah, everybody, everybody snores a little bit. It just comes down the to di- how much. Well, the, the difference is when when girls do it, it's cute. 
And when we do it, we sound like got giant goddamn bears. <laughs> yes. I, don't, I have heard uh, some women that snore, uh, like, and it, it sounds like what I assume it sounds like when I snore. Yes, but she passed away. You're talking about my mother. I love her. Greatest <laughs> woman in the world, but my God, chainsaw. Oh my God! I would just be—we would just be hanging out in the room and just hear like. <laughs> from another room like good lord oh lord what is this, is this noise oh, wow <laughs> yeah she was uh, my yeah. aunt yeah. was the same way my now deceased cousin was the same way uh it's uh, i i'd like to think i have a very charming <laughs> snore but i don't because i wake myself up sometimes when i snore and i've also come to discover yeah. i snore more when I'm with other people, if I'm by myself, I never catch myself snoring. If I'm in bed with somebody, I, I'm guaranteed to snore the moment I try to go to sleep. And it wakes me up. I catch it. It's super embarrassing. I try to play it off like I'm pretending to snore on purpose, like to be funny. It's not. <laughs> it's not. I just sound awful. Yeah, see, my, like, and I feel like uh, my, snoring is, my snoring is bad. Uh, like I've, I've got these like breathing strips got to help with that, but it's sinus time. It ain't helping. No. Uh, but then I think what like really aggravates Shelby, uh, is sometimes when I exhale, I like hum. <laughs> so like, you know how you, you like those old cartoons you'd hear, like, you know, they're sawing the logs and then they like do the little like whistling thing on the way out. Like when they're exhaling. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I do that except I just kind of hum. So it's like, mm. <laughs> Wait, you sound like E.T. She thinks she's in the movie. She just hears. Why eh. <laughs> Rob Schneider so comes in the room? And... <laughs> Why Rob <laughs> Schneider? Hey guys! Oh God! Oh. Potentially, potentially joining us later is Double H. By the way, anyway, go ahead, Shelby. The part that like it makes me sad because I always know when it's gonna get really bad. Because, like, I'll feel him snuggle in real close. And I'm like, oh, this is so nice. And I'm like, oh, no, wait. And he gets right next to my ear. Yeah. And then it starts. And I'm like, ow. Why is it, like, snuggling just triggers this? Well, it's because I got, co- like, I woke up. I needed to get comfortable again. So I get comfortable. And then I'm right back to sleep. And, and it's time. Maybe Jesse and I are the same person. Because I got the same move, player. <laughs> Try to be sweet, cuddling close. And just as soon as your lips get near their ear, it's just... <laughs> ain't, no, ain't no sleep in the night, baby. Man, like I know there for a while the breathing strips are really helping, but like I've had uh consistent sinus problems now since like winter started. Because for those that don't live in the Midwest, uh I know it's bad other places, but like the temperature swings we've had here have been absurd. Yeah, uh, it's stupid. Like Just they're today. even like Sometimes, yeah, sometimes it's even, yeah, today, like this morning, it was colder when I went out to my truck than when I got off work, but uh, there have been days where, like, I've left work, and it's 65 degrees outside, and then, like, overnight, it drops down to five, and, yeah, that shit just wreaks havoc on my sinuses. I I got out the the door today in my light jacket, because I thought I I would only need a light jacket, and then by the time I left, it was so windy and so cold that I, I'd wished I had brought my big jacket, but I hadn't. So I was just freezing out there. I don't like the temperature in Missouri. I don't like the rain in Missouri. 
I don't know why Cape Girardeau suddenly turned into goddamn Seattle, but it rains all the time. <laughs> and every time it rains, my basement floods. I had a day off yesterday. Was it yesterday or the day before? What is today? Thursday? Thursday. Yeah. I had yesterday off, and my original intent was to go to Murfreesboro, as we discussed. And I was going to go look at some cars. I did not get to do that. Instead, I came home, and I fought the fucking floodwaters all day. Um, it's wrecked my basement. I mean, the paint is literally coming off the floor in, in my hallway and stuff. So um, I need to do something drastic, and I need it to stop raining in Cape Girardeau. I'm just glad I'm not Kaz, living out in California, where they are being absolutely hammered by weather. Um, it, it's It's bad. If that happened here... I would be living with you again because I could not stay here. <laughs> and you would have four cats, potentially five. Oh, God. Yay. Shelby would be okay with that. <laughs> Shelby's like, I sleep with all the kitties. All the kitties. And they all snore. They all get right next to my ear and snore. They just they form a little <laughs> necklace around your head and just snore in Nobody waves. Nobody does snore. I believe that. I saw a... Uh, it was on my video, like my memories of Sylvie when she was just a little kid. It was Sylvie was the one that I knew, right? Yep. Yeah. When she was just a little kitten and she's laying in my lap and she's upside down sleeping. And I'm just poking at her going like, you want to wake up? You want to wake up? And she's just, <laughs> nope. She's completely out of it. She's done. Jesse, I got, we got something to bring back, man. What you got? The first one of the year. And I think the first time we've done it in a long time. You know what that is? is is it the motherfucker of the it's week? The motherfucker of the week. We're bringing oh. it back on After Dark. Man, we haven't done that in a minute. I missed this. We really haven't. So every week, in case you're unfamiliar, we select, and sometimes we'll have multiple nominees who we think is the motherfucker of the week. This could be for many, many reasons. Sometimes it's personal. Sometimes it's national. Today, mine is actually national. It's Dana White. I didn't get to talk about this yet, so. Uh, Dana White, of course, the president of the UFC or something. I'm pretty sure he's still the UFC president. I don't think he owns it anymore, but I think he's the president. And it's a two-part reason. One, did you see the the Dana White's new show that's come out? No. It's Dana called, White's got a new show? Yes. It's called Power Slap, Road to the Title. It is a reality series about a slap fighting league. Which I pre- thought, which premiered on I, Warner Brothers Discovery after AEW Dynamite, I believe. So they so literally I think slap that, each other. I think yes. I saw a clip from this, like, uh, or at least I saw a slip from, or I saw a clip from some kind of slap fighting league, and the two motherfuckers, like I think this was like the finals or some shit. The sides of their face were so fucking swollen and yeah. ridiculous looking. L- literally, Lindsay, what it is is they take turns slapping each other. And trying to knock each other out. Well, apparently people love Squalor. and The the kids love Squalor. Chris Nowinski, who a lot of you wrestling fans may remember from the olden days. He actually retired from wrestling uh, due to injuries and is an outspoken critic of CTE and concussions and stuff like that. He is raking Dana White over the coals over this. And he should, because this is absolutely stupid. A slap fighting league... Are we Seriously. so are we so desperate for entertainment now 
that this is what it's come to is we're watching two people. I've seen video of the slap fighting stuff before and I thought it was funny back then because it was just this weird little internet video that somebody posted. But now you're putting a full television production behind it and turning it into like a legitimate sport slap fighting. Come on, man. And, and it's not just that it's not just because I think this dude is exploiting these people and it's, it's this awful thing that is only going to end in bad and tragedy. But this also comes just two weeks after Dana White was caught on video slapping his wife at a bar when they were both oh, drunk. Fuck. That's so, poor timing. So yeah. Dana fucking White, scumbag UFC head, slaps his wife. And they slapped each other, to be fair. And they were both a little drunk, but, you know, maybe it's just old school of men and women thing. I don't know what the right words to say. But, like, a woman slapping a man, it still seems really tame compared to a man reaching back and slapping a woman. And maybe that's me being sexist somehow. I don't know. But it just feels wrong. So he slapped his wife. And now he's got the slap fighting league. What a piece of garbage that he is. And people are coming out of the woodwork to kind of take him to task for this. Daniel Cormier said it's despicable and he can't understand any UFC fighter that would defend Dana White over this. And it's absolutely true. It's it's sad. It's really, really sad. So sad. So, so sad. <laughs> and it's just like, it, it's so, like, it is so bad. Like, these motherfuckers are getting concussed every time. Like, the picture that Shelby sent to the, the text only for babies. You tell me that motherfucker does not have a concussion. Oh, my God. I don't like the picture next to each other. Oh, that's the best part. But, yeah, like, that, that motherfucker has, like, every time that you get hit in the head, like, you, you like that's trauma to the skull. That's trauma to the brain. It's bad. And these guys are, like, sitting here doing it, you know, up, like, 50, 60 times a night if they make it, like, far enough in the tournament. Because it's a tournament, right? Like, there's like, it's a league. Check that video right yeah. there. That's from Chris Nowinski. He posted this on Twitter. Um, you could just tell by the thumbnail that's not going to be good. I'm feeling very snotty today. I apologize. Yeah, no, me too. Yeah. You know, this is just fucking like, goddamn. Like, oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, he had the full fucking. Uh, oh, what is the what is the response? The I'm trying to remember what it's called. Like, whenever you basically throw up fucking, like... Uh, whenever Tua did it, they were ta- they were saying he was throwing up gang signs. Um, <laughs> My first thought, do you remember Handyman from In Living Color? Uh, yeah. Is what I get from the it. Fencing response. And my favorite thing, by the way, of that is here you have a guy, this, I guess his name's Chris Kennedy and Chris Thomas, Chris Kennedy in, in, as the rules of the league is you sit there and you let someone slap you in the face as hard as they can. Notice yeah. after he gets slapped and he goes down, he's clearly got some kind of damage. This other motherfucker, this fucking wannabe badass is trotting around the stage like he's the toughest son of a bitch in the world because he got a free slap in on a guy. Because he got a knockout. You little bitch. <laughs> what I a bitch. somebody who wasn't hitting me back. He could hit me back. <laughs> what yeah. a bitch. Well, he, did, yeah, he didn't get a chance because he uh, immediately concussed his opponent. Like, because, yeah, that's full fencing position. Like, that dude has not just a concussion, a really bad concussion. It's sad, man. It, it's 
Uh, you know, I grew up watching boxing with my father, and I love boxing. Boxing is my one of my favorite sports. It it, it is such a such a skill based, you know, combat league boxing. And then you have MMA. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of MMA, but I see its merits. Obviously, I'm a wrestling fan. It's scripted. This is the absolute bottom of the barrel when it comes to like combat league. This is pathetic. And Dana White yeah. is a motherfucker <sighs> for all of this. Like I, w- I would rather watch. Goddamn! Like yeah, watching the the woman after like yeah, the CTE she guy. Didn't stand up. She could like not only could she not stand up, she did a fucking somersault trying to get up. Oh wow! Like, How? And this was <laughs> this is so shit. entertaining. This was a fucking like promo. Like this wasn't just like somebody putting together clips of like bad. Like oh god, this was this was what they're using to fucking advertise this fucking league. Holy shit! What yeah. the fuck? Because as it says right here, uh, this is from MSN, had an article about this. Uh, Nowinski, like other medical ex- experts, uh, takes umbrage with the senselessness of slap fighting. The fact that combatants, unlike in mixed martial arts or boxing or even wrestling where you're taught to protect yourself, aren't allowed to defend themselves. Right. You just have no, to sit there. Imagine a one where it's like boxing is just Mike Tyson gets to take a free shot at your fucking face. Yeah, because and all of this is like it's a fucking dice roll. Like, basically, you're sitting there, you're literally rolling. Like the the person is just going to stand there and let you get your shot. If you hit them, in, if you hit them in the button just right, you know, you roll that nat twenty, they fall to the ground concussed. <laughs> like, oh, that's <clears> fucking <throat> pathetic. All right, so that's your motherfucker of the week, Dana White. Fuck you, unless you got somebody, Jesse. Somebody's wronged nope. you recently, Shelby? No, you're good. Someone Dana. that you want to put on blast? Not that I can on this show. Lindsay, anything, did anything happen in the world of Pokemon that you find egregious? No, not really. Okay, then we're going to move on to the topic of the night before we go on to the top five. Lindsay, give us a little preview of the top five for tonight. <clears throat> uh, our top five tonight are our top five favorite soundtracks. Well, five of our favorite soundtracks. I can't say these yeah, are my top sure. five because like, it would take me too long to think about it. But what I do want to mention real quick before we get to that is that it was announced today that New Mexico is filing uh, charges against actor Alec Baldwin for the accidental shooting uh, on the set of his movie, was called Rust? Rust. I think it was called. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of people are talking about it because it, do you think it's warranted? I, that's a good question. And before I'm going to give my opinion, Jesse, I am curious to hear your opinion on this. Do you think that involuntary man, uh, manslaughter charges against Alec Baldwin and uh, Hannah Gutierrez-Reed, who was the armor smith on the set, the one that actually prepared the gun, um, have both been charged with two counts in New Mexico? Now, a third person, I'm uh, reading it here, first assistant director David Halls signed a plea agreement and got instead a charge of negligent use of a deadly weapon. He is the one that that yelled cold about the pistol, basically saying that the gun was safe to use. And then Alec Baldwin fired and, and killed that uh, that poor person. So, Jesse, um, what do you think? Hala Hutchins is her name. I don't want to say poor person and make it sound like she is unimportant. Obviously, she is. What, what, are, what is your thoughts on that? I don't think that uh, Alec Baldwin should be charged with manslaughter. I think that it's up to the props department and the uh, like whoever whoever is the entire chain of people that are responsible for checking to make sure that those bullets were or that that gun was safe to use like that entire chain of people is responsible. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, I don't think that the actor that's, you know, using the firearm and, you know, it's loaded with actual ammunition, like, unbeknownst to him. Because wasn't it a situation where, like, uh, the gun was put next to, like, the gun or the gun that was supposed to be used was put with, like, guns they actually used for, like, some kind of, like, they went to, like, some kind of target shooting or something like that? I, I don't know the exact details on it, but there was something weird with it where the gun had live ammunition in it and nobody knew why. And I, I don't know if there was ever a reason given. And maybe what you said, I'm not positive. I don't want to speak to something I don't know. But there was something weird about it. And I agree with you. I think charging Alec Baldwin with involuntary manslaughter is ridiculous. I don't. Part of me wonders how much of this is a political thing. Just because Alec Baldwin is such an outspoken critic of Donald Trump. I mean, famously portrayed Donald Trump on SNL for many years and uh, won you know, widespread acclaim for it. Really, really took it to him. And there's a lot of people, of course, now using this as a way to get back at Alec Baldwin and say, ha, look at this. Forgetting about the person that passed away and more of using this as a way to you know, burn the libs once again. Because that's what, that's what matters most to the Republican Party is burning the libs. They want to see that turbo lib in jail. Uh, <laughs> see all yeah, the turbo libs in jail. I don't know why, like, that's got to be political. Like, I, shit happens, man. Like, it's it's a tragedy. And, you know, those respo- those those who should have, like, those whose responsibility was to make sure that gun is safe need to be held responsible for what happened. Yeah. Uh, like, because the, there's supposed to be more than one. Like, anytime you're dealing with a firearm on a movie set, I'm pretty positive that there is more than one person whose job it is to make sure everything is, like, ready to go and safe to use. Yeah, and it's not the first time something like this has happened. You know, obviously, the one that that really strikes my mind is going to be The Crow, where Brandon Lee Lee was accidentally killed um, by a piece of a... I think it was a piece of metal lodged in the barrel that shot shot out and killed him. Um, So not quite the same thing. I think it's a little ridiculous that they're charging him with manslaughter. Shelby, what do you think? What do you think about this? I want to get your opinion. Don't look at me like why. <laughs> she looks at me like no, 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 I'm good. I'll just wait to the top five. No, no, no. I, I don't think he should be charged, but I think everyone else, anyone in charge of the props department or anyone whose job it was to like whoever called cold, you clearly don't know what you're doing. You were you were very wrong. <laughs> you didn't do your job. He must have just accidentally thought that because the gun actually felt a little chilly, it was okay. Yeah. Oh, it's it's cold. It's that, a that's cold what it, gun. <laughs> um. Oh, the, right. someone was gonna say. Yeah, go ahead because I'm trying to remember what I was gonna say. Please. I, know, I was curious, like, because Brandon Lee, because uh, I I also heard the story of uh, like that it was wadding from a blank or something like that. Now he just straight up got shot with a 44. There was a 44 round in his abdomen. Uh, like it got loaded with an actual bullet. I, I'm, I was, I'm assuming you looked that up because I don't want to. Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I'd never heard that. I'd always heard it was a, a piece of metal, something from you know well, that had yeah, been lodged in there. A piece and, of metal, all right. And what I had heard was that, uh, like, like I said, it was the wadding from the blank, because that could still like cause damage. Like, yeah, cause it's like still firing. Still, yeah, yeah, it's still firing. Right, like, yeah. So yeah, I that's what I had always heard. And then the last time th- this got brought up recently, I think it was Shelby that told me that it was an actual bullet, like that it like it wasn't loaded with blanks like it was supposed to be. And I meant to look it up and I never did. Uh, and then you like you mentioning it reminded me because like, yeah, you said the thing about like the, the fragment. I was like, well, shit, that's that's different than either of what us said. 
so I was curious. And yeah, I just looked it up, and uh, police found a 44 round lodged in his spine, which is what inevitably killed him. And that actor, I, I always mispronounce his last name. I, I don't know if his last name was is Mass or Massey. I think it's Massey. Michael Massey. He was in that. He was also really good in Tales from the Hood. He pretty much, for the most part, got out of acting after that incident because he was so traumatized by it. Important to right, note, he, he was, a man. Yeah, I say important to note. He was not charged with involuntary manslaughter. Yeah, because it wasn't his fault. Like he's not. He is not responsible for making sure that a firearm is safe. Like they're like you, yeah. It's that's silly. It's real silly to like to even think about it. And now that you mentioned it, I had to look it up. And no, and according to you know the internet, and they check and recheck the facts. No criminal charges were, were filed in the death of actor Brandon Lee. Uh, he direct uh, district attorney Jerry Spivey said he found no evidence of the willful and wanton negligence that would have been required to prosecute Crow Vision, the produ- production company behind the movie The Crow. So, I don't understand how you see that here in this case. That this is any different than that because. It, like you said, if anything, the people that were responsible for the guns should be the one, should be the ones tried for it. If they should be tried for it for negligence, for sure. I'm not sure about involuntary manslaughter. That kind of feels yeah. like a stretch. That it, you know, but I guess if, if there ever is a definition of involuntary manslaughter, it would probably well, I, be this. Because I think that's what like uh, you know, if if negligence, if your negligence leads to death, like that's manslaughter, right? Uh, and sometimes murder. Because, you know, there are, there are cases where, uh, I, I don't think it was the Pulse nightclub, it may have been, but it might have been another place, where the person who was in the place, you know, shooting people, when cops broke in, they didn't know where this person was, they ended up accidentally shooting and killing an innocent person, and the person that they were called there about was tried for that person's murder, because it was their, there was their actions that led the cop there to shoot them. So they were charged with the murder, not the cop, even though the cop is the one that shot them. So that the legal system oh, is Shannon, fucking he, he was weird. a good guy with a gun. Like Kyle Rittenhouse, yeah. I just like that's that's the shit that always like like that 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 example right there is what I like to bring up when people talk about like, well, you know, like the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun. It's like, no, that's the way to cause panic and like cause a bunch of extra deaths. Right. Yeah, no, it's like ridiculous. It's, I, I don't think he'll yeah. get. I don't think he'll, found, he'll get found guilty. But I think it's ridiculous they're charging him with it. But whatever. The legal system in America is fucked up, so it doesn't matter. He's rich. He's a rich celebrity. He'll be fine. She's Actor. still. She's still dead. So, fuck. Yeah. It. So this will be like they'll get their political theater and you know all this other shit. And yeah, at the end of the day, girl's still dead, and it's a bummer. We <laughs> now let's move on Yay! to the top five. All right. All right, Lindsay, what fun do you have in store for us tonight again? Uh, our top five soundtracks. Because I don't have anything else to complain about right now. Uh, who wants to take a guess at how many Pokemon cards I have in my collection? Because my app added a new fun feature. <coughs> uh, how many separate, like, unique ones? Yes, in, in individual cards. How many individual Pokemon cards does Lindsay have? 642. Does that include duplicates? Uh, variants, yes. Uh, no, just individual cards, not okay. like the, yeah, unique cards. The, the uh, I'm gonna guess 
1,942. Jesse is damn close. I have 1,946. Holy shit. Jesus Christ. Of the existing... (laughs) 27,404 cards. Jesus Christ. Holy shit. They just added in new features on my collection app, and I'm like, holy shit. That probably includes, like, language variants, is Um, is my guess. uh, That's just on my English card set. I don't think I have my Japanese ones. I that think might I, be 20. total, because the Japanese one, it doesn't give any number totals, but I also okay. don't think I have any of my Japanese ones, like, cataloged yet, because I don't have yeah, that, that many of them. That 27,000 number probably includes, yeah, all the language variants, because I cannot imagine yeah, there's that many so. That's unique ridiculous. Pokemon cards. I mean, there's been a lot. Okay, now I just clicked on it, and it changed to, like, 6,544 of 27. I don't uh, think uh, I have 6,000 cards. Well, the 27,000 stayed. Good I don't know. I'm really God. confused. What's wrong That's with you? That's even more terrifying if I have 6,000 plus cards. What have you done with your life? No, I can't believe that I was within six. That's a, that was if, if that wild. was accurate, yeah, that, that was like, damn. Fuck me. <laughs> I'm reloading it because now I'm curious if that is if I actually do have the six thousand. Like it just hadn't like calibrated. Be I honest. think it's still buggy because now when I reopen it, it says I got two thousand eight hundred and forty-six. At some point, it's just gonna pop up a message uh, that no, says I'm, stop. I'm, I'm I'm seeing percentages still jump up on my collection. I think the app is still learning its new stuff. All right. But yeah. Anyway, soundtracks. Okay. <laughs> well, while Lindsay is exposing her of uh, her poor choices in life. <laughs> Jesse is going to correct her real quick. I can tell he's got that vibe. I, it's not a correction. I was just going to tell her there are 9,110 cards in the English sets. Okay, so that's got to be accounting for variants. Well, Jesus Christ. So if there's 9,000 in the English set, I'm assuming Japan, does Japan have all the rest or is there other countries with their own? Uh, there are so other I, ones. There, there, there's, there, so there's also German, French. I'm pretty sure that Italian has a set. Oh yeah. What um, about- if it's like my Pikachu series, there's at least fifteen different languages they're printed in because I remember I had bought a special set that it had a Pikachu card in each language. And Kevin, Kevin would remember uh, Mex- Mexican Pikachu because he says El Ataque. <laughs> Kevin Shankelberg uh, knows. He knows. I don't yeah, know how it happened, but I got the German cards one time when I grabbed a pack at uh, Target when I was. That's radio. cool. Yeah, so I, was, I just have some random German cards in my box. I don't like that set because they replaced Team Rocket with like, they have some weird armbands with some weird logos. <laughs> I don't know what those are. It's a bunch of L's. It's like, some L's attached to each other. Yeah, funny little mustache <laughs> James has. <laughs> uh, looks, like he's, very, he, he's very Charlie Chaplin-esque, you yes. could say. And, they're, and in this one, they're not friends with Meowth. <laughs> Shannon, no. Shannon, stop. All right. Soundtracks. Soundtracks. Top five. We're going to start with Jesse Kimball. Oh, I have so many. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to point this out. Like, Goofy Movie is not on my list. Even though. Why? Because you, is... you couldn't pick that one goddamn though. song again? It's it's a damn good soundtrack, but I've, oh, I've the whole sung... soundtrack is good. 
the whole soundtrack it's not just is that good. one. Uh, no, yeah, I've, I've sung the praises of Goofy Movie enough. It, it doesn't need to be on the list. I think it only made it onto a random list like ten times last year. Yeah, <laughs> he's clearly Any, Anytime yeah. I could, That's anytime I could bring it up. And so Disney good. totally needs to reskin Rock and Roller Coaster with it. That would be incredible. Sure, because it's gonna happen. It's getting a reskin. Sure. Mortal Kombat right. knows how important reskins are. I'm gonna start with Scott Pilgrim, the mm. game and the movie. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. I did. <laughs> I did it. Uh, both, like both the game and the movie, the soundtracks are incredible. They're very different. AKA obviously, Scott Pilgrim, all of the above is Jesse's choice. <laughs> uh, who yep. did who did the game soundtrack? Was it Anamanaguchi? That is correct. Yeah, yeah, damn right, good it, soundtrack. It, 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 yeah, it is a phenomenal soundtrack. Like I could just—that's music I could just put on in the background and listen to. And then every song in the movie is fire, especially Black Sheep. Black Sheep, which was—I uh, always, you know, Bob and I always had an argument about which version was better because he really liked the Brie Larson version. I really liked the Metric version because they based the character, the visual character in the movie, Envy Adams, on the lead singer of Metric, and I love Metric. Um, but I have also really come to appreciate the Brie Larson version in, in my later years. There's just something about it. It's a little bit more raw. It's it feels less produced. It's a little bit more uh, a little sexier. And I was surprised Brie, Brie Larson was so good singing that until I found out that before she was really a big actor, she was a singer. So of course she did a good job on it. You know? Yeah. I mean, like, cause that whole movie, like, uh, it's grungier. Yeah. Like everything in that. Di- movie like Neil kinda- Breen, it's a little dirtier. Ah. Oh. You know? But I'm I'm in I'm on Bob's side with that. I love the metric version, but I, I love both. But I think Brie I prefer Larson. the Brie Larson version now too. Yeah, I think he swayed me finally. Excellent. Which, by I the have way, both of them on my Spotify. So. Which, by the way, um, you there's a new Cool Cat film coming out called uh, Cool Cat versus Dirty Dog Unleashed, featuring the world's. <laughs> that's what it's called, featuring the world's only civilian-owned Harrier jet. And a new Neil Breen film coming out called Cade. And I forget what the subtitle is. It looks so painful. Both of them look amazing. And I cannot wait to watch them. Let's Have you go. watched any of these movies? Yes. In fact, I'm yes. pretty sure watching Neil Breen, film, Breen films is what led to my breakup uh, before. It, it didn't help. That's Because I remember watching Twisted Pair with her. Not long before we broke up, and I think that may have played a part in it. Um, and I, Faithful finding. Like, yes, this is this is my big reason. Right? That was the nail in the coffin, is what that was. The- I, so I recently, when I got my first PS5, that's a story in itself. I actually watched Cool Cat defeats coronavirus or whatever it is. And so, all right, Neil. Not to get off on a tangent here. Neil Breen's films are so bad they're good. They're funny. No, because, no oh, they're, they're so bad they're funny. There is a humor to it. He takes it so seriously, and it, it's fantastic. I truly love Neil Breen. On the other hand, Derek Savage is just a fucking con artist, sales snakes, oh, oh a snake oil salesman who well, puts together these terrible films. And I don't know if he believes in it or not, but they're so bad. They're not funny, but he's funny because he's so bad. So I absolutely recommend checking out all of those movies, but especially Neil Breen, who, God willing, I will have on the show this year. He's on my list of people that I'm trying to get. And if any of you say a fucking negative thing to Neil Breen when he's on this show, and you ruin my chance <laughs> of being in one of his films. I, I, I won't be on that show. You will. I'll beg you. Don't <laughs> bring him on horse time. The fuck I will. 
not, I'm, I'm yeah, not, no, not I, putting him against Kaz. I have never been able to, like, in any film, like, because you always hear, like, the, oh, it's so bad, it's good. Like, I've never been able to get to the it's good part. I've just, it's just been bad. I'm like, no. That's why it's good. It. I can't enjoy it. Was I it, can't laugh at it. I, I think can't. it was me and Kevin were cracking the fuck up at Birdemic while Jesse and Bob, I'm pretty sure, were asleep. We but, thought well, was that, the one with the, the, the killer beavers. Oh, Zombie Beavers. That's just a good movie. Yes. That's not even so bad it's good. That's just, that's just a good film. No, it's like that and fucking like Thanksgiving and All right, I'm uh, not a fan of that one. That was something what, else. What, what's the one with the fucking tire? Rubber. Uh, oh my god. They're also all a just... bad movie. That's also a bad movie because those movies try to be cute. They try to be in on the joke. That's the beauty of Neil Breen's films bad. is he is not in on the joke. Dead serious. He thinks he's making legitimate cinema. And that's why it's funny. Anyway, that's another show in the future when we'll have Neil Breen or Derek Savage or both on the show. For now, let's go to Shelby. Uh, I'm going to say the Banjo-Kazooie soundtrack. I, I love don't know. every bit of it. I don't know that one. I can't help with this one. I know it's good because it's Banjo-Kazooie. I've never played it. For a second, I thought you were talking about you didn't know what Banjo-Kazooie was. And I, I was like, shit, like, how? No, of course I know what Banjo-Kazooie is. Ethan <laughs> Ethan loves them. Uh, but I, I remember them from the day, you know. But I've never played them. I've heard they're good. I've, I never got to play them. Yeah, so yeah no, it's I, it's very fun. Like, oh, sorry, go ahead, Shelby. To this day, still play it. I can confirm that's true. What about the spiritual successor? What was the name of it? Ukulele. Ukulele. I have that as well. Do you like that one? It's not as good. It's like... You can tell the creators, some of the creators that were on Banjo-Kazooie came over to that and worked on it, but the worlds don't feel as fleshed out. They're still too open and a little lifeless because everything is stationary, except for like a couple of the bad guys. And I, I don't know. It's it's nice. It's kind of cute, kind of neat, but it's not like Banjo-Kazooie. It doesn't feel that urge that, you know, when I want to play that. <laughs> If they, there was a big, I don't know if you remember, there was this moment in like the late 2010s, mid-2010s, where there were all these people putting out these games that were spiritual successors. You had Ukulele for Banjo-Kazooie, Bloodstained for um, Castlevania, and Mighty Number no. 9, I think was the Mega Man one. Yeah. And Mighty Number no. 9 was terrible. If I remember yes. correctly, the campaign for that was basically calling you a virgin, if I remember correctly, something like that. Look, Jesse, look it up for that. me. Right. I, <laughs> Fact check, go now. Fact check. Uh, Bloodstained <laughs> was pretty good, though. That was a pretty good Castlevania, but it wasn't Castlevania. That's the thing. It's like, it can feel exactly like it, but it's not the real thing, you know? That's the problem with, like, Ukulele and Banjo-Kazooie and Banjo-Tooie, which was the sequel. The Virgin Mighty Number no. 9 versus the Chad Bloodstained. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, this is a... Uh... <laughs> uh, it's it, it's just a like it's the meme comparison. Oh, all right. Well, let's go to Sh- Shannon. Oh, that's me. I forgot we don't have anybody else on the show. Uh, my first pick. I think I've talked about the soundtrack before. It introduced me to so many bands, and it's one of my favorite video game soundtracks of all time, if not my favorite. And that's SXX Three. Not I where I thought I you were going, it. and then I remembered that that is where you were going with that. No, but that yeah. did. Not only I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put where I thought you were going. Okay, I want to see it. Let me see. And I swear to God, no, if it's I'm, that fucking it's gonna, bean. It's gonna be my next. <laughs> it's gonna be my next. Uh, my next okay. on my list. 
SSX3, uh, not only is it the best snowboarding game of all time, and uh, this is from a Big 1080 fan, I love SSX3. It's one of my top, probably top 10 games of all time, not top 5, obviously. But the soundtrack was amazing. You had Finger 11, uh, Yellow Card, um, oh God, what, what, Autopilot Off. So many of these bands that I had never heard of before that uh, I heard first on there and then I fell in love with them. It's it's a really really good soundtrack. There's nothing like like just snowboarding to some of those songs. Uh, poor Lino, poor Lino, will it will forever live on my soundtrack, and no one knows what that means. You might think I'm talking about Jay Leno. Fuck Jay Leno. <laughs> SSX three is my first pick. Lindsay, go ahead. I'm gonna start mine off with the Labyrinth soundtrack. That's David all Bowie all day. <laughs> yeah, that dude's weird. He he compo- composed all the music and stuff for that film as well. Like part of them bringing him in was he's like, let me be a part of this. It kind of reminds me of Michael, uh, not Michael Jackson, uh, Prince on the Batman soundtrack, where he mm-hmm. did the he did Prince did the soundtrack for Batman. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that, Tim Burton said, "All right, The Dark Knight, get me Prince." Oh, <laughs> uh, Lindsay, what's your, what's your favorite uh, new rule? We have to pick our favorite song from the soundtrack too. I'm gonna, oh I'm, no, I'm putting this I mean, rule into effect now. I have to stick with Underground. The, yeah, I think the that's the song from it. Okay, so Lindsay's first pick, Labyrinth. Is that the one with Jennifer Connelly? Yes, it is. Good choice. Let's go to Jesse Kimball, number two. <clears throat> okay, uh, I. I thought you were going to say, uh, and then I remembered you did really like SSX, uh, the, the, sorry, I'm, my sinuses are I love I Jesse's face when he's trying to talk about this. He, I can't oh, tell where God. he's going. Oh. I'm trying to sneeze, uh, and trying not to sneeze. Nose twitch happening. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater defined, like that, that set up, like, I never played the it. music I listened to through the 90s and the 2000s. Uh, like that introduced me to a whole bunch of stuff. Like uh, I'd, I'd look it up just to see like some of the other stuff that was on there. But like Papa Roach, Power Man Five Thousand, Rage Against the Machine, uh, Goldfinger, Primus, uh, the Vandals. Like so many fucking bands. And of course, that led me to look at a bunch of other stuff. Uh, like there's there was so much in like the Tony Hawk Pro Skater One, Two, and Three. Like all three of those games. Uh, and I can't find like a full list of the soundtrack anywhere for those first two games. I can only find like the uh, whenever they re-released Tony Hawk's Pro Skater One and Two. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I found like they they grabbed a couple of songs from both of those games, and then they introduced a shitload of new songs that were not on that original uh, that, that original uh, game. Well, I'm gonna need your favorite song from there, bud. Uh, I'll go with Worlds Collide, Power Man 5000. This is what it sounds like. Worlds Collide! Oh, oh ready, you ready? ready. <laughs> yeah. That's good shit. Like, I, I like that song. That was also on a SmackDown vs. Raw. That's where I heard it. That's a good song. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah it's a really good song. Uh, retroactively, I need you to tell me what your favorite song is from the first one you picked. I, I don't know any of the names of those songs. Uh, there's like one for the snowy level that I remember liking a lot. Uh, here I'll, I'll pull it up. I don't even remember what uh, you picked at this point. I'm gonna be honest. It was the Scott Pill. Oh, we'll we'll just go with Black Sheep. There you go. Because uh, I I forgot that it was also the. I was trying to think of an Anamanaguchi song, and I was like, I can't. All right, <laughs> I picked the movie too. Black Sheep. <laughs> 
Oh, Black Sheep, come on, Shelby. Uh, my pick is Encanto. I, I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. No, Surf- you're fine. You were totally fine taking that. Surface Pressure is my favorite song from that. They're all really good, but Surface Pressure is the one that I will just fucking catch myself humming. Is that the randomly. one? I think I've heard Lindsay sing this one. That go. That's the one that's like Surface Pressure. Dum 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 dum. dum. <laughs> Well, I did pressure. make you listen to oh, it, though. My apologies. Yeah. Okay. Luisa's song. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Strong lady. It's really good. Yeah. I can. I will. I will. I will back her up on this one. I've never seen the movie, but I've heard the soundtrack about a hundred times. Oh, it's so good. It's so so good. It's worth watching. Uh, I, I get do- Dos Morigitas stuck in my head a lot. Okay, you're yeah. just ignoring the Bruno song, and everyone wants you to hear to hear oh, you no, say it's I, the Bruno song. Yeah, we don't talk. I about mean, Bruno. I like it too. We don't talk I like about the Bruno. whole soundtrack. I feel bad because I'm gonna hit Shelby with the same question. Shelby, I need you to retroactively tell me your favorite song from Banjo Kazooie. That's hard. It's either, it's either gonna be Haunted Mansion or um, the Click Clock Woods. Okay. Nice. Because Click Clock Woods is like the more upbeat, like fast-paced, springy-sounding one. Uh, mm. They do go through four seasons, and they all kind of change a little bit, but they're all fairly chipper. And then the Haunted. Uh, mansion level it is it's actually my ringtone i love it <laughs> so anytime someone calls me i hear it <laughs> all right i didn't expect her to have it okay so i feel stupid now all right thank you shelby <laughs> uh, Kazooie, man. I, got, I got that my next one it shouldn't come as a surprise to anybody if we're talking about soundtracks Lindsay, tell them what it is phantom of the opera it's phantom of the opera <laughs> fuck have i become so predictable I gotta start being Ooh, offensive on that again. individual soundtrack. Yes, <laughs> I will forever fight Tanner on his argument that um, Hamilton is better than Phantom of the Opera. I, I don't like, agree. Isn't his Hamilton? Yeah, I think oh. I'm good until about two thirds through, and then I just kind of lose interest and stop listening to the songs. I think Hamilton. Phantom, I will listen the whole way through. Hamilton is a fine show, and it's a fine soundtrack. But I don't think it's as iconic as Phantom of the Opera. Phantom of the Opera is, to me, will always be the greatest stage show of all time. And I, I'm talking about the movie version specifically here just, just because. But of uh, the, the entire soundtrack is amazing. It's so hard to pick a single song from there to represent my love of Phantom of the Opera. I watched, uh, again, when I was in St. Louis last year, I lived up there for about two months, two plus. I watched Phantom of the Opera probably seven or eight times. Almost every, every other day I watched Phantom of the Opera. And I never got sick of it. Best song on there, at least right now, and this will probably change in the next couple of days, but it's Wishing You Were Here. Um, oh, I love that one. Yeah, Christine Daae, her song as she's walking through the, the cemetery toward her father's grave. It's just, it's really sad, but it hits all the right the marks for me right now. Like I said, this could change literally all the time, but right now, that's what it is. Phantom of the Opera. Tanner, I'm sorry. I'll pick notes every time because I love musical arguments. <laughs> Tanner, you busted. It's Phantom of the Opera, and everyone agrees. All right, let's go to Lindsay. Except Shelby, who just yawned. Sorry. Oh wait, I need to. I need to tell you what my SSX three favorite was too. It's, yes, you do. It's a uh, Clockwork by by uh, Autopilot Off. If you've never heard it, listen to it. It's great. They only put out one album, and I was I so like- obsessed with it. What's that? It's completely unrelated. Uh, Shelby's rainbow arms right now are making me laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
this spot. Her headphones are very bright, apparently. Yeah. You can see her in the dark. That's the important thing. She can't kill you. She Hold can't on, sneak wait. up on you. I gotta turn on all my lights. Hold on. I don't, it's so, there's so many lights. Uh, We're gonna pause we, we for can... station identification here. Let's move on to Lindsay, number number two. Yeah, uh, yeah. my next one is the Josie and the Pussycat soundtrack, because I rocked out to that endlessly in college. Shelby's so bright now. <laughs> it's even like coming on to me a little bit. She's, like... she's at the concert. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Just what's... wait till I get that Beetlejuice marquee going. I'm gonna have those lights. All right. So I need to mark down where Jesse said it's even coming on to me. And we're gonna do something fun with that. Anyway. Oh, no. that's unnecessary. No. <laughs> Josie and the Pussycats, starring Tara Reed. That's the only one I can remember. Rachel Lee Cook, maybe. It was uh, Rosario Dawson. Hang on, um, yeah, Rosario Dawson. I'm pretty sure was in it. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Lee Cook. Yes. Yeah. Now we're in a rave over here. I see. Well, you're talking about Josie and the Pussycats. I remember yeah. that film because I, when I saw it, I thought you cannot get low-rise pants lower than the one Tara Reid wearing. Like that—that's borderline pornographic. Her low-rise they, they jeans. were like safety taped on. Yeah, that was absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. Now Jesse is fighting the urge to go. Well, how short were they? <laughs> nope, I'm good. <laughs> He's a married man. He can't look these things up. Nobody wants. I mean, him. plus, like googling Tara Reid makes me sad now. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Uh, all right, Lindsay, what's your favorite song no. from the soundtrack? Uh, I Wish You Well. Thank you. The, 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 no, the song is I Wish You oh, Well. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My apologies. I thought you were saying something nice to me. Um, Although, honestly, I really love 90% of this one. I think there's only like two songs on it that I could care less about, and those are both the the DeJour. DeJourno. The fakey Backstreet Boy songs that are on there. But even those are still funny. Shelby, it's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. It's DiGiorno. <laughs> Jesse, number three. Oh! Number three on our countdown on the top five. Jesse Kimball with. <laughs> uh, I think. Oh man, there's I because I have so many. Uh, and even Pick this five. was like I, I know, I know. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, Star Wars, all of it. <laughs> uh, he's, he's taking blanket statements again. I don't know if you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> Are you even talking about like Mando and all that? Like, yeah, it's all great. Oh, no, <laughs> all. that's like all right. So, the, all right, for the record, I don't have any Final Fantasy, Castlevania, or Mario on my list because I didn't want to just go all of it. So I think this is unfair. <laughs> I, man, okay, fine. Because like Star, like Star Wars is just so fucking like. It's so hard to pick like any like one even trilogy or like one like group of things for the music. It's all so good. Mandalorian has the best intro, hands down. I yeah, I would agree with that. Mando's theme is really good, but like as far as like music goes, I mean like Duel of the Fates is obviously a classic. Like that's always going to be good. Across the stars, across the stars is phenomenal. Uh, like there's so many good ones. I even really like from the new ones. Like Ray's theme is awesome. Like I've actually got that don't, on like a playlist. Don't sleep on that Anakin versus Obi Wan song. I forget what the name of it actually is from uh, Revenge of the Sith. That is really really good. I think that's is that he is the chosen one. Is that what that one? No, because that's in Phantom Menace. 
Yeah. I, uh, I forget exactly yeah, it, what it's called. I just looked up Anakin versus Obi-Wan. It has a name, but I don't remember what it is. Um, but that's yeah, it's, it's really good. That fight so is good. really good. Yeah. Uh, like, yes, I can't really even pick. Uh, I'll answer it for like, you. It's across the stars. That has always been my. That's always been that or the throne room theme from uh, the original Star Wars movie. Either one of those has always been my favorite Star Wars music. Across the stars is really really good. Yeah, because uh, that's. Uh, let me let me make sure that that's the one I'm thinking of. It's the one from. Uh, 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 fuck. What was the second one called? Not Phantom Menace. Uh, um, oh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. It's basically Padme, Padme, and Anakin's theme. Padme. 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 <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Drink your wine, banjo. <laughs> I mean, she uh, will if you oh, ask her yeah. or tell her. <laughs> I don't have to ask. Yeah, yeah, this is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, it was, it's it's really really good. It's the one that's like. No, I'm not gonna do it because we'll get sued. It's really good. <laughs> Two notes in, we're done. We're done. You're done. All right, Star Wars, all of it. Thanks, Jesse. Let's go back to Shelby, who hopefully can contain it to one title. Centaur World. I don't know I, what that is. <laughs> I have mentioned aware this what before. it is, but I've never watched it. The show is weird. It's okay. I won't say it's one of the best shows out there. Uh, Glendale is my absolute all-time favorite character because she is just ridiculously hilarious. But they sing a lot. Like, every episode, there is a song. And my favorite one is Tornado. <laughs> I know it sounds funny, but it is please, literally... Please tell me it is literally a tornado made of tar. No, it's a centaur tornado. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Duh, Lindsay, it's a tornado. <laughs> so... It's really good. It's one of the... There's only, like, three really dark songs, I would call them, even though they're not too terribly dark. Uh, one of them is very dark. Uh, but it's on more of the... It's in, it's that in-between song where it kind of puts you on edge, where when you're watching it, you're like, oh, things are starting to get serious, and this isn't all lighthearted and super cutesy. And maybe some of the weird shit they said wasn't just weird shit. Maybe I should pay attention. Uh, so that's that's where it really starts to, you know, like, okay. Okay, there's some, there's some serious things happening in this world. And I kind of, I fucking loved it. But that's my favorite song. Uh, you've heard that ding. That means randomly joining us um, 30 minutes into the show. The man himself, Tanner Calvert, answering the eternal question. Studio or car? <laughs> the answer on, is. Find out. It the answer is. Studio. I st- studio. Hey. Shannon, oh, hey. he All sent right. your earlier comment. Oh, did he? <laughs> so on my screen, uh, it says he has no video. Tanner, See him? we were talking about favorite soundtracks, and I mentioned one of mine is obviously Phantom of the Opera, and I talked about you and I, our disagreement on which one's better. I was very polite and respectful to you and Hamilton for the record. I don't believe that for a second. Oh, I, I absolutely was. I said I disagree, and I think Phantom is better, but I put over Hamilton, so you you can go back and listen to it and be happy that I was very respectful toward it because I could have just been a dick, but you weren't here. It's less fun wow. if they're – they're here. How far into the top five are we? We're on number three. 
Yeah. So if you want to catch us up real quick, I think Shelby just went. Well, Shelby, did you tell me your favorite song? Yeah. Okay. Tornado. That tornado. <laughs> Lindsay, and what is a tornado again? It's apparently a centaur tornado as there opposed you go. to a tornado made of tar. So Tanner, what we're doing is I need you to tell me three of your favorites and then your favorite song from each one. Each one. All right. So uh, Hamilton. Uh, and one last time. Okay. Uh, for context, for, which one is that song? It is the farewell speech basically for President Washington. It's his... It's him telling uh, Hamilton that he's not going to be running for president, and they're writing his uh, his basically his goodbye speech, and it is very emotional. And I got to watch the video of Chris singing it during his last performance, which was kind of you know double. It was you know it's it's the president's farewell speech as president, but it was also Chris's farewell song as George Washington. Okay. Uh. Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Um, oh God! Oh, the stallion battalion has come to stable. Oh. Don't get intimidated. Keep going. It's just Hunter. Don't get intimidated. Uh, it's still going on. So the title soundtrack from Assassin's Creed Valhalla is my yeah. Don't be afraid. My go-to song. Uh, it's just, I, it's just, it's literally called just the title soundtrack, and it's uh, or out of out of the north, I think is the official title of it. Okay, but it's it's the same song that plays when you first fire the game up, and it's right there at the loading screen, and it's just, it's it gives you all the feels. Um, outside of that, let me think. Uh, uh, Avengers Endgame portals. I don't know that. Is that. I'm assuming that's just when they all came out of the portals, right? Yeah, it's okay. the song that basically starts playing when you hear him say, on your left. Gotcha. All right, Hunter, we're playing catch up. Uh, I need three and your favorite song from each one. Three what? <laughs> top three five soundtracks. Of the top five soundtracks, yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. I sent them to you because I didn't think I was going to be here. <laughs> Shit, do you need me to send them back to you? <laughs> no, hang on. That's I'll not how the internet works. You have a copy. <laughs> Send him back to you. Um, so I assume that that Tanner covered Hamilton, right? Yep. Yes. I literally wrote, though Tanner will mention that one first if he's on. <laughs> um, all right, I'm going to do one stage show. Um, that would be Hades Town, which I mentioned back in October when we saw it. I started it listening time. to that the other day. It's pretty good. Oh, it's so good. It is very uh, New Orleans, very bluesy, very jazzy. Um specific song i'm gonna have to go look at titles because it's been so long since i have looked at the specific ones although probably it's gonna be easy it's gonna be way down hades town which is like the theme for the the show um the short version of hades town is it's the greek myth of orpheus orpheus and eurydice uh but told as like a turn of the century town in new orleans that's it that that's that's the whole thing um extremely catchy one of those things you will not get out of your head if you listen to anytime soon so that's one you need two more from me right now? Yes. Okay. Uh, uh, did anybody mention uh, soundtracks? I mean, the whole thing that came to my attention when we first 
brought this topic up when Lindsay brought it to us was uh, the Daredevil soundtrack because Shannon, you and I had that episode oh, the first time. Me, you, yeah. and, and Adam, yes. yeah, where like all we talked about was nine or like late nineties, early two thousands Marvel, Marvel yeah. pre MCU movie soundtracks. The best so, fucking soundtracks. Punisher, Spider Man, Spider Man Two, Daredevil. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. But Daredevil Electra, actually had a pretty good soundtrack. One. Yeah. Yeah, Electra had a much better soundtrack than movies. Much better, <laughs> much um, better. <laughs> but Dare- Daredevil is the one definitely that jumps out to me as like it starts. That was out the best. That, that great wave uh, won't back down by Fuel. Yes, um, which was my Efed theme song for a long time. So that'll always be a big deal to me. Uh, but yeah, no, that that to me is is just a great movie. So that to me is a definition of a soundtrack. It's not yeah. the score. It's the popular like songs inspired by the motion picture kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then this feels like a cheat code, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, I had a video game one one here. The Guardians of the Galaxy game that came out like a couple of years ago, last year or something like that. I think it came out the year before last. Mm-hmm. Um, it was on Game Pass. I'm not sure if it still is, but Guardians, okay, already well known for great soundtracks from the movies, both movies, the Awesome Mixes Volume 1 and 2. Um, yes. The The game very much does the same thing and they make it part of the game because once you've done like enough cool stuff in combat and you build up this meter there's this like huddle where everybody gets together peter gives this like inspiring speech and for the next little bit he kicks on his walkman and like a a song like call me by blondie or something is playing while you just go ham on everything in the area um another it it very much takes that that inspiration from the the movies but it's got a really really great soundtrack uh kiss is on there like i said blondie comes to mind um uh, frankie goes to hollywood is on there to relax it's it's just that kind of stuff so that was that was a lot of fun it was one of the things that made playing through that game a lot of fun but which one's your favorite song from it Oh God! I had to pick one for each one, didn't I? Wait, yes. I hate sound. Uh, uh, Daredevil. I'm gonna go with. Yeah, I won't back down by Fuel. Right, right. Um, and and uh, me, important to mention that was, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong. That was when Fuel just got its new singer because brand new singer. Yeah, they had to come up with that song exclusively for that. Yeah. Um, my favorite song from the Guardians one that I was just talking about is probably. I'm skimming through it right now. Oh, uh, everyone's a winner by Hot Chocolate. Absolutely. Everyone's a winner, baby. Yes, it's true. That's a great song. All right. I'll accept that. Um, I think, where did we leave off in the actual turn? Me? I think it was me? Yes. Okay. Yeah, your your third one. So, my third one, I'm going to go with, you know what? The game got off to a rocky start, but I think, I know Hunter, I hope, will agree with me because I know he played it. Um, Cyberpunk 2077 had mm-hmm. one of my mm-hmm. absolute favorite soundtracks I have ever heard. Yep. Not just the music, like the actual lyrical music, but the actual score too was really, mm-hmm. really good. That was, my God, some of the best th- th- club theme dubstep action music I've ever heard was in that for game. As much, for as much as everyone talks about how much they love the in-game radio stations in GTA, and don't get me wrong, they've always been great, mm-hmm. um, Cyberpunk took that and continued to elevate that, and they had some really great in-game. Like, anytime you got into a vehicle, oh, yeah. um, there was a lot of, yeah. like, Run the Jewels and yes. similar music yes. to those. Yeah, they, they did a great job with that. 
that was such a good soundtrack, and the game itself also was really good. Once it got all the problems, yeah. most of the problems fixed, I I think it's. Fantastic. I loved that game. Yeah, I, I I loved that game. The only thing I hated about it was that it was very much a when it's over, it's over. There's really yeah. no reason to go back to it. There's nothing else to do. If well, you've done DLC all the side, though, you're good. DLC yeah, coming out. I mean, so. that's going to be right. the big the big difference. So if I got to pick yeah. a song from there, I you know, Run the Jewels, I think is a safe choice. They had a song on there, No Save Point, which was absolutely fucking fantastic. But, yeah. the but my favorite song on there is uh, it was a song by the band. All right, so it gets a little complicated. <laughs> For those of you that don't know Cyberpunk, in the game, you play as your character V, who is kind of has a chip implanted in them that has basically the, possessed. Possessed by Johnny Silverhand, which is played by Keanu Reeves. Johnny Silverhand was the revolutionary and lead singer of a band called Samurai. In the game, Samurai has music. Like, you can actually listen to their songs. But the actual band was done by an actual band called Refused, which is a Swedish punk band. So, the Samurai song, Never Fade Away, is my favorite song from that album. It's really fucking good. I think it's the final, it's like the end theme. It's really, really good. And they also have a fantastic remix that is a lot slower and darker by, I don't know her name. It's extremely Russian. I cannot pronounce it. But if you <laughs> just look up uh, Never Fade Away, listen to both versions. They're both amazing. That is my pick for number three. Lindsay. Uh, my number three is Disney's Hercules. Because That's I don't put this film shit. on just to listen to the music. <laughs> and I remember after we saw it in theaters when it originally came out, I made mom go over to Walmart <laughs> so I could buy myself a copy of the soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> You okay? I don't know why that's so funny <laughs> to me. All I can think of is it immediately pops in my head is just Eddie Murphy talking about Hercules. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules. Anyway. Uh, fair enough. Uh, uh, as far as favorite song, I am going to go with right off from the beginning, uh, A Gospel Truth, because it just sets off the tone of the film. I've uh, never watched always. Hercules. I will always have a uh, a soft spot for Go the Distance, and here's, yes. here's why. I don't want to I don't want to stick on this too long. I didn't really watch Hercules when it came out, which is weird because I was right at a good age for that. Um, but years and years later, when I was changing careers, I was sitting in the parking lot going in for the interview where I did end up getting the job I have now, and I had that song playing, and I, it, that was my hype song. I was like, all right, let's fucking do this. Let's now go. my question is though, do you have the film version or do you have the Michael Bolton I'm in pain version? No, it's the it was the film version. It was distinctly <laughs> okay. the film version and it was the reprise too. So it uh-huh. was the, the Oh, it's so good. It's one of the yep. it's a really, really good I want song as far as like yep. Disney films go. Yep. All right, let's take it back to the top with Jesse Kimball on the top five countdown here on PZ eighty five. Whoa! Uh did you go the whole auto? <laughs> I didn't like that. We got to fill it with up some salt and get it over to the old folks' home. <laughs> what was my last one? Did I do? Oh, I did Star Wars. That's All great. of Star Wars, too. All of Star Wars. All of Star Wars. <laughs> All of it. I couldn't pick just what. The... Anyway. Uh... Yeah, I don't. Man, there's so many really, really good ones. I'm going to go with uh, Across the Universe. Which is basically oh, just a, a really, really good Beatles covers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Eddie Izzard is in that movie. That's true. That is true. Not for very long. But no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
favorite song in that one is probably the remix of uh, "Hey Jude." Yeah, hey, uh, Jude. that one's that one's really really good. Um, there was one on the soundtrack I really liked too. There's a couple that I really really like. I'm trying to remember the other one that's actually like on my big playlist because it's "Hey Jude." And then, the version uh, of "Let It Be" in that movie, "Let It Be," that's the which other one, which is just just fucking heartbreaking, but it is very good. Yeah, um, "Strawberry Fields" is always good. That's just a great song. Yeah, uh, yeah. The the "Let It Be" actually has like that uh that church choir vibe going on, mm-hmm. uh, and it's it's really really good. Uh, Man, the version of "Happiness Is a Warm Gun" is good in that movie too. I'm looking at the titles just to remind me what's in it. And and that one, as I recall, was one that really just like stuck out. Yeah, there there's so many. Uh, yep. Let's see, I, I've just seen a face, and that one was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dear Prudence, and that one was awesome too. Yeah, Eddie Izzard does being for the benefit of Mr. Kite. I could not remember what the song was, but it's it's very it's very good. It's a very all, strange all, film too. Yes, it is. Well. They're they're all very strange in the mind at that point, as I recall. Yeah, so. yeah, that was the whole bit, and they they knocked it out of the park. Uh, Bono had a few covers on there; they're really good. The I Am the Walrus Bono's cover for that was really good. I yep. hear that all uh, I can think of is The Simpsons, where Lisa thinks the one Irish kid she met's Bono. He's like, "I'm not Bono," or "It's not Bono." Bono. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before, before yeah, I forget about it, just because Hunter is also an Eddie is fan like I am, uh, I've seen clips of it. Everybody needs to go check out Eddie Izzard's one woman Broadway production of Great Expectations. Yeah, he's doing. Uh, she is he identifying as female now? I don't remember. Day to day. Yeah, I, I was going to say as, like it changes on a on a regular basis. Well, in any case, Eddie, the show is one woman show. That's right. How the show yeah. And and I think he's I think they're still going by Eddie, but in any case, they're also doing uh, uh, an upcoming take on Doctor Jekyll and Ms Hyde. So Ooh. that's yeah, Ooh. something's happening there. Oh, and then I also got to mention the cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. Mm-hmm. That, that movie is phenomenal. Uh, all right, we can move on now. Hey, all right, let's go to Shelby. Uh, The Lion King, because I had a lot oh, of yes. really good songs in there. And my favorite from that one was Just Can't Wait to Be King. Uh, <laughs> so Don't sue me, Disney. <laughs> I've been uh, training to go up at work, and that's one of my favorite lines to hit the, the guy who's training me with. He's like, how you feeling today? Well, I just can't wait to be king. <laughs> he's like, all right. When I was a music performance major at Southeast, I did um, Be Prepared for a showcase. We had a, we had these little showcases we had to do every semester, and um, part of your portfolio could always be like, I forget if it was phrased as show tunes or it was like performance, so it was a little less about your, your technical ability and more about like the showmanship. So I did Be Prepared once. I had, I had a book of like Disney songs. I have no idea where I got it from. I think I got it from Shovelbinds maybe. Um, but I did that for one, and then I did um, from Aladdin, uh, the genie song. What the hell is it called? Friend like me. Friend in friend need. Friend like me. Thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think Just of the title. Just say friend in need. 
No, my brain went to a different friend song, but you were correct. Ignore you me. got a friend in me. Yeah, my brain that's went to Toy Story. That's, that's my favorite genie song when he's looking at Aladdin saying, You got a friend in me. And he sounds like Randy Newman for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> you got no I have enough Disney soundtracks. I'm allowed to get them mixed up, damn it. You ain't never had a friend like me. <laughs> oh, Jamie, I don't oh. trust you with this magic, sir. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, let's go back to Jesse. I think. Oh. No, who the fuck no. are we on? No. You? Uh, no, Shelby. No, no, I just went. It's you. Then Tanner. And Tanner, I'll be honest. I didn't know you were so high <laughs> on uh, on Eddie Izzard. Yeah. All right, let's go. Go ahead, Tanner. Uh, anyway. Uh, has anybody seen anything from Ghostbusters yet? Negative. Negatory. Ghostbusters Afterlife. And now that's one of your favorite soundtracks, right? Yes. Not just that one song. Not just the one song. Okay. But the soundtrack in general. Like okay. It's, just, it's it's very it was very cool musical choices for the for the movie. It does hit but, a lot of uh, good chords, yeah. Yeah, but specifically a song, my favorite song on it is obviously. McKenna Grace's Haunted House. <laughs> She's so talented, it makes movie, me sick. The whole movie was amazing, okay? Just, you I guess in the face with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reunion scene, and then like, all of a sudden the credits hit, and it's just this that song. I'm like, oh, okay, well, we're going to sit here for the rest of this for a minute, so. Yeah, because I was prepared to not do that, because it wasn't the Ghostbusters theme. It was a new song. But then it started playing. And I remember thinking, "Man, this is really good. This this is gonna make me cry again." And then I saw that it was McKenna Grace that sang it, and I was like, "She is the most talented person in Hollywood. She needs to be in every film. She should have been. Win- <laughs> she should have been Wednesday and Thursday <laughs> and Friday. Give her the whole weekend. She should be in the Friday remake. Remake. <laughs> remake. The Friday remake. Friday remake. I'll be right back. <laughs> Hunter, please." <laughs> Remake. It's Padme um, all over again. Did uh, I, I don't I have no Padme idea how this didn't make? I have no idea how this didn't make my original list. Did somebody mention Scott Pilgrim yet? Scott yeah, Pilgrim Jesse World? got it. Yeah, yeah. I, yes, wow. that was my very first pick, and I said the game and the movie. <laughs> Jesse yeah, could take a lot of fucking liberties with this list. Yeah, you. It came with like a whole closet's worth of blankets to throw it over. Everything. All of this. All of this. All of this. Um. Uh, hang on, I'm looking for the name of something just so I don't get it wrong. Um, because it's the song that is is not occurring to me. I, I haven't done anything for TV yet, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in the Adventures of Pete and Pete. Because what a show with a great soundtrack! Just the the this, perfect this like really good. If you're the right age, if you're like in your mid to late 30s and you're right around where I am or just like right past that, like a, like a five to ten year window, um, that show is a <laughs> liminal space. That show is like a fucking portal to your childhood. Uh, and, and the songs are the same. It's Polaris who does the song Hey Sandy that is the, the title theme. And that's obviously the one I'm going to go with. That was the one that as kids, we had no idea what the hell anybody was saying in that song. Uh, but it was so catchy, no. and you did not want we the intro know, to da, end. Da, da. Yeah. So it just says something yeah, about yeah. my dog. Like, my dog doesn't bite or whatever. Does your dog buy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just wanted to keep going. And then the show starts, and you're like, never mind. I want to watch the show now. The show's great. <laughs> so, yeah. Adventures of Pete and Pete and, and Polaris are uh, – it's it's – 
peanut butter and chocolate. Put them together. No, bad. No, I'm not going to do it. My next choice is Beverly Hills Cop 3. Three, and, really? Yeah. Three, to me, had the best soundtrack. I bought it on tape, like on cassette tape, from that nice little video store in Carroll, Illinois, that was shut down because they sold drugs out of the back. But it was a nice little store while Bird it was there. No longer allowed. No, that's I'm it. Sorry. You, you leave video time alone, sir. Uh, I man, it's some of my best memories are from that no, little. Leave him alone. That little place. <laughs> that was where I first rented Mega Man Soccer and realized that Mega Man wasn't perfect. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, oh. that game was bad. But yeah, Beverly Hills Cop Three. It's the war. It, it's the worst Beverly Hills Cop movie, but also the best. It's kind of like well, Ghostbusters know, 2. Two, Ghost- 2 was bad. Two, oh, yeah, you know what? 2 was rough. But 2, two was really bad. But two, 2 had Dean Stockwell in it. Yeah, you got that. They got that right. You got You got to have that. And that's the one where Eddie Murphy, as Axel Foley, walks up on the guy and uh, points a gun at him and says, like, you like rap music? He's like, yeah, I like rap music. <laughs> rap with me. Baby, ba- baby, oh, baby. It's the fucking dumbest thing. And then he says, now say, ow. And when he does, he hits him <laughs> with his gun. It's so fucking dumb. <laughs> but Beverly Hills Cop uh, 3 was fucking ridiculous. But man, that soundtrack yeah. slapped. And it was a good movie, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw all three really films had that Axel F theme song. And well, third one had the I best really... one. I really like the the uh, the Peter Griffin remake, you know the. <laughs> that was my ringtone for a long time in high school. That's sad. That's... I've been reading a, a book, and I'll have to look at the guy, the the author's name. He wrote for Rolling Stone for a while, but he's uh, he wrote a book called Wild and Crazy Guys that I've been reading for a while. Um, it's uh, it's all about like basically the eighties and comedy it's Eddie Murphy. It's Steve Martin. It's obviously Bill Murray, Chevy chase, uh, all the like Dan Aykroyd, all the rising stars from that time. And so, yeah, the, they, I've just recently been reading about Beverly Hills cop two or three. As, normally, honestly, one is the only one I remember. And then you said that about three and I was like, Oh no, I know three was bad. I just read about it <laughs> recently. I just remembered bad. how bad it was. Bad. Man, the first movie was so good. Well, so yeah, is three. Yeah. Three has so many good parts to it. Uh, Axel Fox is in the movie. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Dave is in the movie. I mean, it's just a really, it's, it's a good, bad film. It's, you know, yeah, uh, bad. and the soundtrack bad. soundtrack oh. was amazing. Uh, Terrence Trent Darby was on it. Uh, Easy E, Shy Inner Circle, uh, Shantae Moore. I mean, it was such a good soundtrack of like R and B and, and hip hop from that era. If I had to pick a favorite song from there, uh, it would probably be "Leaving" by Tony Tony Tony. Um, it's just really good. If you get a chance to listen to that soundtrack, I almost put Rhyme and Reason on there because we've been talking a lot about Rhyme and Reason at the store lately, and I really love the soundtrack to Rhyme and Reason, but I remember that Rhyme and Reason isn't the one that has the Bone Thugs and Harmony song on it, so since I couldn't talk about Bone Thugs and Harmony, I skipped it. So Beverly Hills Cop 3. Lindsay. That's fair. And I still worked in a Bone Thugs and Harmony re- reference. Yeah. Yeah. So I changed my mind at the last minute. You can't do that. Your votes are locked in. Too, no, no, too bad. <laughs> I'm just trying to decide which one specifically, unless I want to just pull a Jesse and just say all of them. Just say all just of it. Do it. Just do it. He broke Sailor Moon Staples. Did you say sta- Sailor Moon Staples? Stage, Stage. musicals. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, Sarah Mew. Yeah. Yes, they're all so good. Or at least I like the music from all of them, even though some of them are cheesy as hell. Um, it was the 90s. <laughs> I know. I know. Um, 
I really want to go with Galaxia Gorgeous, but I keep leaning back to the Starlights chasing. Uh, after you. The chasing after you, yeah. Yeah. Because I really like that song too. The correct answer is any of them from the Dracula trilogy, but you know. Uh, well, yeah. But what do I know? <laughs> Fuck me, I guess. What do I know? I mean, those are all good too. Don't ask like, me. I'm just a Shannon. Well, if I'm gonna go with the Dracula ones, then I'm doing in a Sanctuary. <laughs> That's a good one too. They're all good, Lindsay. We have them. I know. That's why I can't pick because I enjoy all of them. I was about to tell a story about how I uh, got, you know, uh, received a lot of those Sailor Moon musicals, and Shannon from three or four years ago would have told the story easily on the show and had no shame. Shannon of twenty twenty three is more sensitive to the things he says online, so he will save that story for after the show. Let's go on to Jesse Kimball. Oh, boy, this is the last one. Last one. Oh, God. I still have, like... Oh, the last train home. Don't sing that song. I still have, like, still have like seven. I'll say that And, word. like, I, I had thought of a couple more in the meantime. Like, whatever Hunter said, TV. I wasn't even thinking about TV. Save, uh, save, Scrubs, it, for, save it for part two, married boy. Well, then Scrubs popped in my head immediately. Like, that fucking soundtrack is great. Uh, I... I feel like I have to do Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time, though. That's fair. Because it's a very, very good soundtrack. Hunter, uh, really quick, before he says anything, what's your favorite song from the Ocarina of Time? Uh, he you, completely cut out yeah, there. Yeah, I heard, what's your favorite song? What, what's, yes. your, what's your favorite song from the Ocarina of Time, Hunter? Uh, you know, really, I prefer the cover years later that Bub Rub did, the Bub Rub of time, as you might recall. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> the whistles go, whoop, 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 He's doing that I little like fucking dance. Have you never seen the Bub Rub of time? Oh, hold on. I got you. Oh, my God. Okay. Yes, please. I was going to say. Oh. Jesse, you remember the Bub Rub video, right? I said, no. whoa, Okay. Whistle tips. Yeah, there was, there was a, yeah, the whistle tips. There was a YouTube video many, many years ago, like when memes were becoming a thing. And it was this interview about this, <laughs> these like whistle tips on these car mufflers that were irritating people. And they interviewed this dude and his girlfriend and his Bub name, Rub. his only name was Bub Rub. And yeah, he's like, and no, you supposed to be up cooking breakfast in the morning. That's that woo woo. And he just keeps doing it. Do you remember her name? It was little, it was little sis. It was little Bob sis, and little sis. Yeah. yeah. Something like that. <laughs> uh, so, of course, Bob Rub got memed into everything. Yes. And the best version is now in the text only for babies. That's the Bob Rub of time. <laughs> Bob Rub of time. The Bob Rub of time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's exactly <laughs> what you think it is, thinking of Ocarina of Time and then combining this with it. It's oh, precisely what you awesome. expect. Fuck, my stomach hurts. <laughs> God damn. Talk <laughs> <laughs> for that later. Uh, the whistles go. Oh, don't worry, Jesse. It's got to be the intro song for tonight's show. <laughs> <laughs> don't you worry. I got uh, you, player. Did, you, did so, you mention Mass Effect at all? No, which is also yeah, I really thought you would. Yeah. I so like I've got a bunch of honorable mentions, <laughs> uh, but no. So I creative time. Uh, the Gerudo Valley is probably my favorite. I think that's probably also the most popular on there. Honestly, Gerudo Valley and any game that they are featured is yeah. always a good one. It, it's, always, it's always solid. Uh, but I, I also want to mention uh, Diablo 2, Halo. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, hold, hold on, hold on. You might be stealing yeah, somebody's. Yeah. Oh, am I? Okay. Yeah. All right, my bad. Hold the fuck my up. Bad. 
My also, bad. personally, I like the Zelda song that goes like, you know, da 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 da. You know, the Zelda song, right? The, the main the title theme. Yeah. <laughs> dun dun. Ba, 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 ba. Is that Hyrule Fields? Yeah, I think it is Hyrule Fields. Yeah. Yeah. High rolled Fields. All right, Shelby, just do it. Harold Fields. Just say the thing. Uh, the thing is spirited away. And yeah, everything in there was really good. And it was, it was so good to a point where most songs I didn't even realize were playing because it made the scene work so well that you didn't really notice it. But if you watch it without the music, it, it just isn't the same. Uh, but my I have two songs from that one. One is Nighttime Coming, which sounds a lot like a Legend of Zelda song. Uh, and that's one of the reasons I really, really like it. And the other one is Always With Me, which is a really really bittersweet tune. Um, what, are you, what are you giggling at? He, he posted Bob Rub again. The Whistle oh, Fan. No. I just noticed <laughs> that it's uh, he's labeled as Whistle Fan. Whistle Fan. <laughs> and if you think I'm not about to go change somebody's name in the group chat to Bob Rub Whistle Fan. Whistle Fan. <laughs> sounds like a shitty show. Alright. Sorry, Shelby. Please go on. I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, you're good. I basically got out everything I wanted and then I saw you two giggling like girls. <laughs> <laughs> well, because Shelby, it's that whoop whoop. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just a bunch of whistle fans. Supposed to be up in the morning cooking breakfast. Alright, Tanner. Last one. Alright, so I was trying to decide between two and they're both musicals. Um, so... It's either going to be between Lin Manuel Miranda or Jonathan Larson. Well, you already did Hamilton, so go with the other one. Okay, and I'll save Lin for honorable. Uh, tick, tick, boom, uh, which was the Andrew Garfield film made to made as a doc, like not a documentary, but a uh, story of Jonathan Larson writing Tick, Tick, Boom, and uh, it's a song he does on there that's very popular from the original show that Larson did. But Andrew Garfield does with Vanessa Hudgens called Therapy. And it kind of dominated my uh, playlist a lot last year. And that's still one of my favorite songs from there. So Tick, Tick, Boom and Therapy. Honorable mention, though, is In the Heights. And the song is Blackout. Uh, very hype. In the Heights. A... Yeah. Anyway, yeah, that, that joke's lost. Let's go to Hunter. Let's go to Hunter. Anybody mention Fallout? Any Fallout at all? Motherfucker. Nope. Motherfucker. Yeah. Don't fucking do it. Is that what you were going to do? Blanket all Fallout. Is that your last one? It depends. Which one? I mean, I honestly, I don't know that I can pick a specific one because they, they feel like over time they get aggregated into each other. So I would almost just go with 76 just because there's so many versions of, of stuff from other games in it. The only problem with 76 is that they only use the cover of Country Roads mm. and it's bad. It's real no, bad. No, 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 no. I disagree. I love that song. I, I respectfully Ugh, disagree. No. I really love that song. No. I, I don't. I'm always waiting for the regular one and, I, and I, I'm never satisfied with the cover. There's um, only one good cover of that song, and that's from Kingsman 2. Oh, yeah. Well, there's oh, also, is, to be oh. fair, there's also that one from Fallout 76. I was a big, <laughs> fan. I was a big fan of that one. Um, um, I'll, I'll, let you, I'll let you have Fallout. I won't talk much more about Fallout then. Sonic okay. the Hedgehog 3 uh, and the Ice Cap Zone was the best one. All the Sonic games had great music anyway. Um, 
but three is the one that I think it was actually confirmed not long ago. Michael Jackson worked on, yep. like he kind of secretly worked on the soundtrack, and it shows. And that's why very very good. If you ever wonder why Sonic Three is never included on any of the compilations and stuff, it's because yeah. Michael Jackson did the music for it, and there's a bunch of you know copyright, um, copyright stuff, right? So. Yeah, but Ice Cap Zone in that one where you literally so it's a it's, first of all it's just a great zone anyway in the game. I'm, uh, I'm you sorry, start how snowboarding. How do you not say City Escape? City Escape is good too. <laughs> but Sonic's on a motherfucking snowboard, a man. Snowboard. He's on it in City <laughs> Escape too. He's on it in City Escape too. He's just but going he's down on the it road. In Ice Cap first. <laughs> Hunter's right. Oh, they're all they're they're all good. Um, they're all good zones. Anyway, yeah, Sonic they're all good zones. Regularly. <laughs> I feel like like the We Rate Dogs guys. They're all good dogs. They're all good. I don't zones. know how to tell you. Best. Yep. Well, yep. my last one is Fallout uh, New Vegas, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I think of all the Fallout soundtracks, this is my absolute favorite one. And I put so many of the songs from here on my sound on my like playlist. The Fallout soundtrack in general is just really, really good. But New Vegas, that is my favorite game. I hate that it was the glitchiest one, but it just had that. It, it had that cool Western feel, you know. That as it, it was like Neil Breen, it was dirty, kind of dangerous, you know, like his <laughs> films. And you're looking at a soundtrack that's got Dean Martin, "Ain't That a Kick in the Head," "Big Iron" by Marty Robbins, "Blue Moon" by Frank Sinatra. Because you've got both the Western influence and then the casino influence. So yes. You start getting the Rat Pack stuff in there, yes. too. Yes. Uh, jingle, jang- jingle, jangle, jingle. I've got spurs that, that jingle, jangle, jingle, jingle, jangle, jingle, jangle. Now, I'll tell you, you got one knot going against you, and this is why I would not don't, just straight up Don't do it. You know what it is, Johnny don't Guitar. Don't say Johnny Guitar. Don't you say Johnny Guitar. <laughs> Talk so much. I love Johnny I, Guitar. I hate it. It's so depressing. I know. As oh. soon as it starts, I'm like, I can't mash the button fast enough. Change it, change it, change it. If I got to pick one from it, I love Sammy da- or uh, Dean Martin. Sam- well, I love Sammy Davis Jr. too. I love Dean yeah. Martin, but Big Iron by Marty Robbins. I love that song. That, yes. to me, is the fun quintessential Fallout New Vegas song. So that's well, because it's a story song, too. So you get it's not just a good song, but it has like a plot to yeah. it. That feels Texas like Red. Yeah. 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 With the big iron on his hip. They thought, and if you... <laughs> There's a there's a cover by that. It's not Fallout related, but there's a cover of it by Johnny Cash in his later years that he put out. And I remember someone saying, and I love this this that he said about it. He said that Marty Robbins' version of Big Iron is a gunfight, and Johnny Cash's version is an execution. Because it, oh, it's it's sad. All right, let's yeah. go to Lindsay. Last one. My last one is the Coco soundtrack. Oh yeah. Because, again, it's another movie I will literally put on just to listen to the music in the background. That's depressing, I have, too. I have to skip but the one song, so though. <laughs> oh, no. No, when that last song comes on, I am sitting there and I am bawling like a baby every time. Which song Jesse is that has... so I can hate it? Remember Me. And there's, the the, there's like, slow... four different versions of it. Versions yeah, like of it's, it, it's yeah. The very slow version of... The slow uh, version of it is the good version. But at the moment, my favorite is actually La Llorona. That's fair. Wait, what is it? It's La Llorona. It's, that's that's it's, what it's, it's about. When the, it's when the great-grandmother is helping to distract and get the, the picture back. So 
That's that's what it's about too. So you're you're good. Well, that's just, all right. looks so confused. Well, well, because I mean, Tanner, you know what I'm thinking, right? Yeah. Um, that that the legend of La Llorona, um, of being the the vengeful mother ghost who wails looking for her children. That's that's just strange yeah. that they would. Oh, that just that threw me off. I didn't expect it. I'm sorry. It's a movie about the Day of the Dead, man. Come on. Yeah. Ugh. Okay. Well, that's going to do it here. Well, no, no. Jesse has about 20 honorable mentions he wants to mention. So go <laughs> yeah. ahead. No, I, already, I already got through them. You just like, <laughs> we're good. Oh, oh. I, didn't, I didn't get to say Kick-Ass soundtrack. That was the last one before you stopped me. I'd also like to throw Madden 04 in there. Oh, well, there's really definitely random. some WWE games that had some really great soundtracks. Oh, yeah. Off my head, I can't think of any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do remember Shannon Money in the Bank. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wanna, still like going. I want to mention the Ninja Turtles Broadway pl- or the stage play. We're coming out of our shells. No. <laughs> well, no, you know what? I'd rather you well, pick that wanna, one than their Christmas special. He said he that, wanted to mention it. He didn't say that was an honorable mention. Hold on. He just wanted to talk about hold it. Hold on. I got you, Lindsay. I got you, Lindsay. Here we go. From the uh, the mute the the Christmas oh. one. <clears throat> no. Deck the halls with pepperoni. La, 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 la. He's Jamaican for some reason in the song. Anyway, that's gonna do it for us. Why would he be? I, I, no, I, I do. It's just I do. Michael Scott on the steel drum gonna feel in the hot hot hot. <laughs> <laughs> Tanner, what are you gonna say? Then we're out of here. Uh, just just because me Hunter would probably agree, but any soundtrack made up with. Uh, made up for anything that Aaron Mankey does on his podcast is just oh what's his name Chuck um oh what the hell is his his pianist name um Chad Chad Lawson Chad Lawson is. Yeah. Chad Lawson and uh, season job. but see to season. me that's so much more of a score than it is a soundtrack I don't well, think so is. I'm talking about his scripted shows not okay not scripted um radio plays like Bridgewater things like that. Man, I still haven't listened to Bridgewater. I hear about how good it is, but I'm I'm listening to Pod Meets World. I'm sorry, I got other it's, things to do. Uh, so I've heard it's really it's really good. It's a little dirtier, a little sexier, like a Neil Breen film. You know? Yeah, it's well, a little dirty. Yeah, he films in the front of the Breen screen. Yeah, well, there goes. <laughs> there goes. All right, that's gonna do it for us tonight. For myself and for Jesse, for Lindsay, for Shelby, for Tanner, for Hunter, for Neil Breen and Derek Savage and Cool Cat and Dirty Dog. We are out of here. We'll see you tomorrow for an all new. God damn it! Did she already leave? Jesse, point the camera at her. Don't do it. Don't point do the camera it. at her. No, I can't get it. Shelby, take us out. <laughs> Jesse, how could you betray me? Hey, Jill. Hey, Jill.